This is Dana Prescott, and this is a poem, Annunciation, by Yertrude Schnackenberg. Annunciation. Rumors lash the angels' robes into transitory statues, madly overturned, but they disappear without breaking. The grasshopper standing near the wall, like a remnant of the plague, has turned her face away, quadrupled in shadow on the bricks. Undisturbed by what takes place in heaven, she fiddles her psalm of grief again and again, seventy times seven, letting her composition unfurl waves of black oxygen. And the paper wasp has left off weaving a death mask for Augustus in a secret place and arrived to touch the wall uneasily, seeking a way to blindly touch the angel's face to prepare for a future measuring. Outside, in a narrow court of stone, where a broom leans against a heap of debris, where Rome is piled up on Rome, King Herod is a beggar in the lane, and the handful of gravel he offers with an averted face in his outstretched palm was once Jerusalem. The gravel of ritual objects, temple remnants, broken tablets, a handful of pulsing coals whose catacombs are airy mazes where human cries were torn out by the roots, torn word by word, like gold nuggets from the Roman mines, but silent now, twinkling, as if nothing had occurred. Herod, trying to build a crooked door out of King David's wrecked harp looted from the temple, sets the harp frame upright, then turns to gesture others in but discovers himself alone in the little Jewish village. And the harp is an opening through which angels have swarmed and disappeared from the roads. The harp is an opening like the mouth of King David, upon which a speechless psalm is formed. Where is everyone? They lie captured in the holds of ships. They are stuffed in a narrow hole. They are slaves in an alien marketplace, and horses drag them by the hair. They are sold off to the mines. The last person is slain in the bath, and there is no one left to put to the test. There was a battle no one bothered to record, since there were troubles enough, an upheaval on such a scale that afterwards, through the temple porches, strange planets from a glittery horde were swimming past. There were heavy rains through which the people struggled north. Leaning against the wall, an axe handle Joseph made for an axe that Israel seized from Joseph's hands and wielded so recently, the vine blossoms still gasp along the blade. When Israel entered the road, all the brooms withdrew from the stoops. All the doors slammed shut in the streets. One by one, the grinders ceased to grind the grain. When Israel passed by a house, all the knives were reground, the pottery broken and quickly swept away. In Israel's path, shattered plates in a mound. 
Now if a loon's shuttle was found to be carved out of wood that had grown from the grove of ground over which the angel had passed, the shuttle would be destroyed. But Azrael halts and says to the air, I too must drink from a broken cup. I too must sit at the choked fountain. I too have a fragment of the void lodged in my brain. He fingers broken threads that hang like relics of the silenced harps the worshippers left on the stairs. I too have pain. With each word he speaks as if words could break distant palaces apart. The shadowy house before which Augustus sits crumbles onto its stairs. Then the court becomes a haunt of birds. The law merely a statement, merely words. His face merely a cast the air had taken with a smothering handful of plaster at the moment his illness took hold. He sits in front of his house with his hand held out, obeying the dictates of a dream, grown suddenly old. Visible in the distance, behind his head, smoke issues from the altars of Mars, Venus, Saturn, in the heart of diseased Rome. Men hold buckets in the air at the foot of smashed aqueducts. Foreign deities are lumps of black ice beneath straw crowns. Deities skirted by nameless roads, battered with hoofprints, who melt in the heavy rains. The first Rome, dimly recalled from a soldier's drawing in the dirt, now up to its ankles in muddy lanes. But Gabriel's blood foams in his chest. He cannot bring himself to look. This remnant of the bowl of reeling, stairways, the legendary well, back alleys, low doorways, even the starry regions overhead, all are gravel, destined to be recounted only in the hidden alphabets, in the metaphysical scrolls, in the histories of other worlds. But for now he turns away to the woman who kneels before him, as if the light hurt, streaming into the broken room, who kneels like a marble subject begging for her child's life in the reign of Augustus. He wavers as if a gulf had opened up beneath him in the dusty floor. He is silent as if in honor of one about to die in a Roman war. He wavers in the air above the place where he had stood. Then he becomes one of the pictures of holy streams that flow in Joseph's hoard of wood. Mary lifts her face from the deep shadows burying the floor, as if Azrael, with his shovel suddenly, had knocked the ceiling in and says, Then open our empty tombs as well on each of us.